Welcome to Crow Jam, a podcast where two sisters try to come up with a board game idea in under one hour. I'm Georgia. I'm Miriam. Together we are Big Crow Games, uh, a little independent game studio making board games, tabletop games and storytelling games since 2020. And Miriam, it is the holly jolly festive holiday season. Jingle Jingle and Kris Kringle. Are you excited? Do you have decorations? I have them, but they are not up yet. I've got some plans early in the week next week, and then I'm going to put them up next weekend. Because I feel like it's got to be December when you put them up. Just a little draw mm-hmm. back the curtain. It's the 28th of November right now. Um, so I'm going to put them up next weekend. What about you? So listeners, I have a nasty cough. So I'm going to occasionally not answer very quickly. Um... Yeah, we haven't put anything up yet, and we do not have that many decorations, which is a thing I'd like to remedy. You guys didn't even have a Christmas tree last year. Do you still have the live tree that I gave you? Yeah, we have that. It's in the garden, and it's doing well. Uh, I'm not sure whether it will come indoors, because it's in like a big pot now, so I don't know where it would... Maybe, maybe put some little twinkles on it outside. Have you measured it? Has it grown since last year? Oh man, I didn't measure it. When it started, I think it must have done done though. Like start a holiday tradition. Small. Start a holiday tradition of growing of measuring the tree. I'll mark its height on the fence. <laughs> um. So yeah, we like to do themed episodes from time to time, and this month, what we've decided to do is a, a secret Santa gift exchange. So we reached into the hat, and I got Miriam's name. I got George's name, would you believe? Uh, and so we're going to bring each other gifts. We're going to try and come up with a theme and a mechanic as our jumping off points, inspired by what we think the other sister would want. Are you going to start us off, Georgia? What what theme have you decided is my jam? Okay, well, uh, here it is. It's all my wrapped Christmas up. Christmas jingle jam. And you can, uh, as you take the wrapping paper off, crinkle, crinkle... Oh, what's this? Oh, it's a theme to do with horticulture or plants. I'm shocked. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> yeah, more or less. I definitely like them plant games, photosynthesis, and, <laughs> you know, things like that. Yeah, I I just also, I wasn't trying to think necessarily about things you love in games, just things you love in real life. Uh, and you are easily one of the plantiest people I know. Miriam has a beautiful allotment and very green fingers. So Question mark, question mark. I honestly need more houseplants. For a planty person, I really suck at the indoor plant situation. Whereas I have a huge number of indoor plants in various states of ailment. <laughs> Maybe I should send them to you as like a sort of hospital stay. Yeah, Maybe. I can't promise I'll make them better, but I can do my best. You probably couldn't make them worse. I wonder if uh, plants that are having a hospital stay benefit from a window that has a view of, uh, you know, like an urban situation. <laughs> like how, yeah, I, I get you. Um, <laughs> Very specific joke there. Uh, and, oh, what's this? Oh, such beautiful wrapping paper. I'm taking it off. Crinkle, crinkle. Uh, the theme that you find in your beautifully wrapped gift is a horror theme, specifically like a cartoon horror theme or like a low production, you know, your Scooby-Doo's, your Goosebumps, your Tim Burton type thing. 
Yep. Uh, Miriam, you've nailed it. I love uh, horror, but specifically, I love things that are, and I take this distinction very seriously, things that are spooky, not things that are scary. (laughs) I don't like being scared, but I do like being lightly spooked. Uh, I'm a huge Scooby-Doo fan. And in fact, one of the game things that you and I made together was a uh, a Scooby-Doo-inspired role-playing game. I am very into things like classic horror monsters, monster movies, your creatures from the Black Lagoon, your Draculas, that kind of thing. So yeah, I'm very keen on this. And I think we could probably combine our two themes relatively easily. It should the need arise. Yeah, you know, like your day of the trip to a theatre, your little shop of horrors. Yeah, exactly. We're going to have some spooky plants. It's almost like a plants versus zombies situation as well. Yeah. Um, Now, I have also got you a mechanic. Uh, Oh, God, can he look at my bike? (laughs) (laughs) I've got you a gift of a game mechanic. Uh, What have you got? I have got you... Uh, tile placement. I I think that you like to put things in places to make patterns, like patchwork, or it's not exactly tile placement, but like sagrada, um, things You're like that. You're not wrong. That's I do, azul. I do quite like making patterns. I think it just sort of happened that I ended up going down a, a like road of games like that, but there's no denying I like games like that. Um, so what I have got you is a game that has cards, specifically a game that has like some sort of card sharing mechanic. So either like a draft or, you know, cards in the center that are shared by all players or something of that nature. Okay. I think that could also maybe translate to like cards, cards and tiles perhaps could be used interchangeably here. Yeah, potentially. Okay, um, so what we usually do on this podcast is kick a few ideas around gently, and then as soon as we start to feel that we are designing a game, we start a timer. So I will say that these four things immediately feel to me that they go together and have a lot of potential. What do you think? I think so too. I obviously... Um, I, I thought that you might say it like a nature plant thing for me. I, that thought had occurred to me, and I and I thought that there's a there's decent potential for that to gel with a horror theme, and that and actually the idea of tile placement is immediately sort of bringing up some kind of visuals for me, like not necessarily game ideas but just visuals. Yeah, I definitely have some like shapes and colors in my mind right now. Like there's lots of greens and purples and that kind of like spooky teal shadows uh you know like i see a color scheme i see i have a sense of the the sort of cartoony i mean scooby-doo is obviously a huge referential for this but almost like you know old scooby-doo you would know which branch was going to move because it was an animation cell and everything else was a painting i'm kind of imagining something that has a bit of that feel to it like a painted backdrop and sort of animation cell type things yeah sure and um i i there's one particular game um that's popped into my head 
I think for a specific kind kind of visual reason. If you look if you look up the game Monster Factory, Dodger. I am looking it up now. Typing sounds about to commence. It is like it is a sort of tile placement game. It's it's like a kids game, so it's super simple, but it's basically these sort of um, interchangeable tiles that line up with one another, and you're trying to create a monster. Oh yeah, no, this is very cool. Um, um, and it, and that that I think is the thing that's popped into my head is the idea of like plant monsters or not necessarily monsters just I guess the idea of like titles that would line up like that and you could have like a sort of creepily growing mass of spooky plant stuff I guess mm, totally so when I was imagining like the two things that I was going to suggest to you with like a horticulture theme and a tile placement theme I guess it's kind of obvious but I was thinking of something where you like maybe design a garden like um you know like placing things next to each other for bonuses or for to make things more attractive or to increase the yield of things and maybe to add a sort of spooky uh, uh, angle onto that it could maybe be like like a witch might have a sort of a herb garden for like kind of a granny weatherwax's garden situation where it's, okay. it's it's got plants and the plants are kind of crazy and dangerous but they also have maybe like medicinal purposes so that's mm. what i sort of imagined yeah cool okay i feel like we are already sort of starting to get into game design territory so i might hit go on the timer what do you think or do you yeah, want to I'm... kick ideas around a bit more i don't have more ideas to kick around so i'm not sure quite where we're going to go but i think you're right we should we should hit that timer okay i've hit the timer i think it's worth like we can um because i think even though we've both had some like early ideas we don't necessarily want to go with like first first thoughts but i it's good i think that we've both got some instincts about what feels good about the the uh the ideas yeah so maybe what what's a good kicking off point do we want to think about a sort of fictional scenario that we, we might want be wanting to theme around or um do we want to think about like a sort of gameplay loop or i think it might be good to start with the scenario and start with like you know sticking the two themes together in a way that results in a sentence that says this is a game about x So, I mean, my immediate thought is like, this is a game about a scary garden, but that obviously isn't enough in terms of what you do in that scary garden. Yeah. Could it be that, that yeah, like you're, the, I guess part of the sort of the scoring or mechanic of the game is that, yes, you are trying to cultivate this garden and get benefits from it, but it also contains some element of risk, which could be like, a randomly assigned risk right it's it could be like a push your luck game where you're like okay how many turns do i spend like harvesting the grotal berries before you know that plant's gonna bite me and give me a you know grievous injury <laughs> yeah i like i like that i was thinking of maybe having a game that has sort of two I had a really similar thought, I suppose, which is like, rather than just make a game that's about cultivating the garden, it could be sort of about cultivating and sort of about exploring or surviving 
the garden, especially because we had that idea about there being maybe like a central pool of cards that maybe you're sort of trying, if you're playing against other players, you might be trying to like lay traps for them or do, you know, do do things that interfere with other players' gardens, not just build your own garden really well. Maybe. Mm, okay. So are you imagining a shared garden scenario or a like individual garden scenario? I think I was imagining a shared garden scenario, but I'm not sure. Oh yeah. Maybe individual is better. I this kind of is a bit out of the blue and I don't know that there's enough to it. But that thing I said before where I was talking about the the visual design and talking about in old Hanna-Barbera cartoons when you could tell what was on an animation cell and what was background made me think that maybe there could be like cards or tiles that were backgroundy and then cards or tiles that were transparent <laughs> with uh, sort of more cartoony style things on them uh, just to like add more of that feeling to it mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know necessarily what that would be or represent you know maybe like they could be you know monster plants or something that you have to defeat I don't know I'm sorry I was slightly not listening because I was I was thinking about my waveform on audacity um Oh, no worries. Uh, so I was talking about maybe having cards that were sort of backgroundy and cards that were more like animation cells that you could overlay on them. So transparent cards with cartoony things on them that were maybe Ooh. like monster plants or or things like that. So that it still it has that really classic Scooby Doo feel, but then maybe also adds like a layer to the gameplay that's a bit more. Uh, you know, that there's like two layers of tile placement happening. Okay, it's ambitious. Yeah, I, guess I mean, it was I'm... just a thing that came into my head. I mean, actually, I guess it's not necessarily like it could it could be the case that the, the overlay tiles function more like, you know, meeples on a on a tile, you know, it doesn't, it yeah. doesn't need to... Yeah, I guess that's kind of how I was thinking of it. Although maybe it's, it could have a sort of thing where it like, I don't know, like maybe the base tile is a pumpkin and then there's an overlay tile that's like, it's got big teeth and then there's an overlay tile that's like, adds claws. I don't know. Like, so that you could keep making the pumpkin more dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. We've got, we've, we've slightly overfilled our bucket with ideas, haven't we? No. <laughs> Um, okay, no, like, okay, I'm walking it back, I'm walking it back. Um, I do kind I just think we need to, we, we should, should try and work out what we're... Yeah, what you're doing in the game. Not just get too into details, I apologise. No, it's okay, I mean, I like that, that sounds cool to me. So, so we, we think that there, that there's probably some level whereby, like, you score by doing something to interact with a plant. So how's this for like a sort of fiction of the game? You and the other players are like new witches and you have a dwelling on one edge of a big shared patch of land. Uh, 
and that's like a randomly generated thing that you make by laying out tiles. Um, okay, yeah. And then your job is to like sort of tame and manage your patch of land effectively to sort of like overcome the th maybe the dangerous things that are there and grow new plants there that have, you know, like useful yield to you. And maybe you can do some blocking of other players or maybe there's some like swapping and trading. Like when you maybe you draw cards to tame, you know, draw draw the cards you use to play. But then you can kind of like trade and barter with other witches in some way. Okay. Hmm. So... Yeah, there's like, I guess it would need a lot of thought, but that was that was kind of what I was thinking. Is like, you turn it from like a wild and dangerous patch of land that's got like crazy spooky plants in it into something that maybe still has spooky plants in it, but they're like domesticated. <laughs> okay. This could bring back something from our very first pilot episode, uh, No My Onions, where you wanted to do something with flippable tiles. Um, so you could have each plant having like a mean side and a nice side or something like that. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, what do you think of that as like the game fiction? I definitely like the game fiction idea of it, and it and it's like nice to me in a um, in like how I'm imagining it. I'm just trying to get. I I do feel like we. I, I think I think that we need to. We we can't come up with a complex. You know, this this format just doesn't really allow allow us to do like a lot of balancing or a lot of like really working things out. So I think I think that what we are going to come up with for a game mechanic, you know, for like a, the how you play the game, it needs to be fairly simple, right? Like yeah, or you know, the 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 tagline is that we come up with a game idea in an hour. Like sometimes we get end up with something really finished, sometimes we don't. We gen we push for something that's quite close to a solid idea, so yeah, we'll we'll try and keep it simple. But if there's something, I feel like if an an idea takes us off in a fun direction, let's not resist it. Yeah. So, I guess like what what are the risks that we're presented with? Is there movement in the game? Like, do you move from tile to tile, or or are you just cultivating you know as and where is is uh i feel like tile to tile makes sense like starting from your own front door and working outwards so that interaction with other witches might not be too much on the board but it could be but that's certainly what i was imagining was was starting at your own front door your own little patch of backyard and then sort of expanding so then what would you do like so i feel like you would have to like start starting with the tile being like untamed there would maybe be like a 
a monster plant there that has like hit points or that needs something in particular to overcome it. Maybe that's something that other plants generate. So you start out with, you know, like a starting hand of something and you use that to tame your first plant. And then when you flip it, it, you know, once per turn, it generates seeds or sap or something. And then that can be used to, to expand what you're doing. Okay. Then in theory, you do need to have a choice about like which, about like where you're starting and. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So like, Maybe the square right by your front door. If you imagine, just for the sake of argument, imagine that it's a five by five grid with a a house in the middle of every grid. So in the middle of every side, in the like, Mm -hmm, there. Then that middle tile of that outside edge is blank. That's like your doorstep. So then it is orthogonally adjacent to three tiles. So you've got a choice of three. Okay, yeah. Something like that. Um, Okay. And, yeah, I mean... Yeah. I I definitely, like, that gives me an idea of the kind of game that we would be playing. Again, I think that we, we probably couldn't, like, nail down all the details of, like, what the different plants are and what benefits they confer and stuff, like... Yeah, but we could... we. You know, I I can already think of some sort of illustrative examples, you know, like a spiky cactus that then produces, like, nectar, you know, and it can be kind of alive and have, like, a scary glow to it, or, you know, a haunted pumpkin, things of that kind. Like, it's certainly been done before in other things, including things that we've made and designed. <laughs> um, so we know... We know our way around scary plants at this point. <laughs> yes. Um, sure. Okay, so it could be that, like, things that you can harvest from your plants, maybe one of them is a plant that would give you more energy and that would allow you to have more movement. Maybe one is, like like you said, nectar, and, and maybe that, like, increases the productivity of other plants if you use it. Um, yeah and it could be that moving like rather than being like a a passive engine um maybe you need to like every time you want to harvest that thing you need to move and and, like at least pass by that plant if that makes sense yeah no that makes that makes perfect sense it seems to me that uh despite it not really being what Certainly not what I like, and I don't think really what you like. We're sort of getting a little bit into Eurogame territory here. No, yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not mad about it because it's a Eurogame where the theme isn't like colonization or industrialization. <laughs> um, but it is worth it is worth making maybe taking a step back and thinking like, have I have I backed myself into a sort of resource exploitation game? corner here and i feel like maybe i have yeah so i like i think so um i I don't want to like naysay your idea of there being like a tame version of the plant and a 
non-tame version. I like I like that there would be something along those lines, mm. but but maybe we we keep it more risky and hairy and dicey, right? Like maybe we keep it more yeah that you'd... like the plant the plants are still these wild things that still can do you know do harm to you. Yeah, so you don't domesticate them. You just you maybe have to sort of. Yeah, like that. Like you were talking before about a push your luck game. So, is there like a dice element, or maybe like a draw bag? Um, so maybe on your move, you, uh, go, you know, you you move to the plant that you want to harvest from, uh, and draw a token from a bag. And if it's green, then you can draw another one. And if it's black, then bad luck. And if it's purple, then you lose everything that. Like, you know, you either stop drawing or you lose what everything you've drawn, something like that. That sounds cool to me. I think something along those lines would be cool. And then it could be that if we wanted to have, like, a kind of um, shared card element, like a card river or, or something like that, you know, you, you could have, like, three face-up cards on the table and perhaps they could contain powers that, that would... That would let you adjust the um, the odds, or like that would let you cancel one of your draws and and keep going, or things like that. Yeah, I actually really like that. So you have to maybe like spend different resources or different colors of resource to to then like buy those powers. And if someone buys it, then a new card enters the river. That's what I was imagining. I yeah, think. So, some, something like that. No, I totally, I totally see that, and it means that you can like maybe focus on you know just cultivating like one or two areas of your board and trying to do it like very efficiently, or you could try and like spread widely. Um, so yeah, as as we've sort of established, we're not going to be able to like get into the details of what would be on cards like that or anything but I definitely like that as an idea I was thinking about like you know what would be a win condition or what are you trying to do yeah that's what I, my next question was going to be as well like is is there a scoring or is there a specific win condition I was thinking and... about like I mean, I I think there probably will be scoring, but I don't love... You, you know, I don't like a points track around the outside of the board or anything like that. Um, I was thinking about, you know, if we wanted to do something more themey, could there be, like, potion recipes that you're trying to make um, that are, like, quite complicated so that you might reserve your resources to go into a potion or you might use them to try and, you know, enhance your production... Um, I was sort of thinking about something like that as well. It might, yeah, it might end up. I like the idea that like a thing, a thing that you can harvest from a plant, immediately confers some kind of benefit. Like, um, like you don't necessarily need to go through a lot of steps to get that. Um, but I do like the idea that. Um, you know, like there's some kind of potion brewing, or there's some kind of like uh, thing that you're trying to complete first in order to win. Yeah. So, like, maybe everyone has like a little personal 
potion recipe book or something that they're trying to be the first to fill it out. Um, yeah. This really is a Euro game. Um, I was wondering about maybe having, like, could you have, like, a trading phase? Like, what if you specialised into just being really good at producing one resource and selling it to your fellow players for the resources that they have? Um, I mean, that's totally plausible. Again, I don't know that we would be able to, uh, like... Yeah, sort of design that in the bounds of the 40 minutes we have left. The more elements that we sort of add to this, the, the, like, further we get away from, like really being able to note what the, what would be contained within those things, I guess. Yeah, I I agree. Um, but it might be fun, like, you know, we do still have 40 minutes. Like, just disclaimer to listeners, we're not going to fully design a Euro game in the next 40 minutes. So what we might do... Or is, ever. Or ever. Um, but I think what it might be fun to do would be to talk about, like, some of the things that would make this a big crow game. Like, we've got the general gist. This is like um, a resource exploitation kind of gardening game with a push-your-luck mechanic that we think is based on a drawback with different colour tokens uh, that's sort of about, you know, trying to extract resources from your plants, grow new plants, plant new plants, gain new powers, make potions... Uh, and doing all of that while not pushing your luck too far and losing everything. That That's, like, the headline of the game. So, like... So, one of the things that you, you... You know, there could be one kind of plant that the literally the thing you harvest is just, like, more green to- co- tokens to go in your bag, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. I was thinking about that. So that's, like, a plant that sort of calms down the other plants. Um... Maybe there's even a plant you can harvest that puts more like red or black tokens into your opponent's bag, <laughs> uh, which might be um, I don't know. Like that, that's probably again something that would need balancing. But yeah, the idea of maybe you know a a plant that's like a peace lily, for example, uh, that soothes the other plants and adds more safe tokens to your token bag would be really cool and maybe a plant that gives you something uh which you could spend either spend or is like a passive plus one to like um harvesting right like yeah uh, each time you harvest you can either spend this or or it just automatically triggers that you get one additional of whatever it is you're harvesting yeah, I was imagining maybe you get a little marker. Maybe it could be one of those transparent overlays that I was talking about before, but that you can put on your plant that means that, yeah, wherever your drawback tops out, you get one more. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you can, yeah, increase the yield on one of your plants. Uh, but you'd have to... Maybe that's something you'd have to do with one of the powers from the the shared river. Man, we sure do have a lot of components in this game already, huh? Yeah, dude. We're doing it. We're designing a big game. We've done pen and paper. We've done ones with, like, really mad uh, bonus components. Um, We've actually already done something with a tile-based map. (laughs) Um, True. Like, I... We'll bring it all together. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is it. Because we started all with things that we really like, 
it makes sense that we're going to kind of bubble up with a lot of ideas. Yeah. Well, I'm really into this idea um, already, I have to say. And I, so I have to say, I like the idea that the game has movement. And like I said, that could be another thing that you might harvest from a plant is just a thing that lets you like move one more space per turn, for example. Yeah. So in Stardew Valley, that would be like coffee bean. I do not know this, but yes. Uh, yeah, Stardew Valley's like a, a very cute little st- uh, farming sim. Um, you would probably enjoy it quite a lot. Uh, but yeah, like the coffee bean kind of lets you like stay up later and work faster. Um, so that you don't run out of time and get too tired too soon. Um, so yeah, I think that would be... I definitely see this as having like really really nice custom player tokens you know like the the player marker the player meeple would be like you would have four really unique little witches um like really really nice miniatures um maybe all each with a little familiar um you know like a whole this is a this is a game that's got like high production values. I mean, when do we come up with a game that doesn't have high production values? We love that shit, Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Caps Caps was low production value. Yeah, Caps was we Caps, literally did. Caps was punk rock. We literally we came up with the idea in an hour, and then we made the entire game in like another ninety minutes. If you're listening to this, by the way, you should download and check out Caps because we did make the game in full as a free download. You can find it on our Twitter, I'm pretty sure. It's worth yes. checking out. Um, so yeah, uh, sorry, I was banging on about high production values. Um, what other things would I want to have? I like the idea of like the um, the garden tiles. Now, it's, it's fair to say that we haven't actually made a tile placement game at this point, have we? We've made a game where you lay out a map with potentially with like randomly placed tiles yeah what if tile placement yeah we do actually have to sort of maybe take a step back what i mean i'm fine with this like i really like what we have already and i don't feel that we need to like add or adjust anything just so that it's tile placement but no but it's true that actually tile placement might because something i was thinking about is even with four players and on a five by five grid, it seems quite likely that some areas of the grid that you lay out aren't going to end up getting used. So what if, you know, you get, there's like a board with the five by five grid marked on it, but then you, as you plant your garden, you like place the tiles. Okay. That's how the yeah. that's how the plants get to be in the garden, if you see what I mean. So it starts off as just like a meadow. Okay. Yeah, sure. I mean it's not, you know it's not necessary, as you said, but like it might it it might add a little bit more like tactical crunch to it versus it being like a random layout. Especially because that might be might unfairly disadvantage one player or something. Yeah, I'm not sure. I definitely I definitely don't feel it needs that. No. Maybe we can come back to it. Yeah. Like But um Yeah, like I was just thinking about the tiles themselves, um, and thinking like 
that in terms of the sort of illustration and design um I, I like them having that really like tangly overgrown wild garden but and being illustrated in i guess kind of a, a cartoony but maybe like a more painterly cartoony kind of way yeah that's exactly what i was i was thinking of you know my big inspiration point would be like I guess a little bit higher production values than the backgrounds of Scooby-Doo cartoons, but that kind of energy, like, brush-strokey, um, quite a, like, rich colour palette. Um, yeah. And especially because it that, I think, with the addition of cartoony elements as well, whatever they are, whether they're tokens or overlays or whatever, I think that would really make whatever you put on top of those tiles really pop yeah uh and i think that's you know that's that's kind of what i want Mm -hmm. so a turn would consist of like um say say you have a certain amount of movement and either you you start your turn by moving or you can break your movement up yeah um and you know, like I, I can move four spaces, and I move to this plant, and I try and harvest from it, and I'm using my draw bag, and I manage to draw two green tokens before I get a black token. So I, I harvest two thing from the plant, and uh, the the plant that I'm harvesting from is like the plant that calms your your garden down and gives you more green tokens in your bag. So you would then put the green tokens that you drew back in the bag and add two more green tokens? Okay. Can you... You can obviously break up your movement on your turn. Can you harvest from more than one plant? Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I, th- I wonder if you, like, whether breaking up movement is necessary. Maybe it's not. I feel like being able to harvest from more than one plant might make gameplay more interesting because otherwise it's just like what do I do on my turn oh I move the harvest from one plant and do the thing that that allows me to do like would you also be um I feel like a turn we might need to think more in terms of phases as well because depending on whether the plants are already planted or if you're planting them there could be like a planting phase there's like presumably a kind of potion brewing phase. Like, what do you do first? What's your first move? I think no to planting phase is my gut gut instinct. Okay, I'm with you. Um. So you move to a plant. You yeah. use, use so first thing you do is move. Second thing you do is harvest. Third thing you do is resolve your harvest, so do whatever that lets you do. Um, Fourth thing, see if you've completed any potion recipes. Or uh, achieved what you need to achieve to get one of the, the things, the bonuses from the middle. Resolve that, end of turn. Sure, yeah. So, 
if you can put a bonus on a plant so there's no planting phase the plants are already out at the start of play and you can do things that put a bonus on a plant would your opponents also be able to benefit from that bonus if they moved to that plant um yes i guess i i don't have a problem with that I'm, no i don't I... either it would be like a tactical thing you'd have to think about like maybe make it kind of far away from them if you can so it's not worth it to them hmm that's an interesting question this would be the argument in favor of a planting phase for me i think is like that you could decide what plants were near you but the flip side is that it does make the game more complicated and arguably less interesting yeah and you don't know how how things are going to go do you so it's not like you can be like oh well in the future i'm planning to you know improve that plant in such and such a way and so i want it you could you can make some of those decisions but it's not necessarily uh yeah there's not enough control over it for it to be like super valuable i was i i don't know that i i i think that the the reason we're talking about an overlay thing is because that's like a visual thing that we want yeah but i i we did talk about doing things to improve the yield of a particular plant or did you want that to be like generalized like i was i was imagining it yeah as being more like a um, you know, once per turn, harvest extra, or or something along those lines. Right. Okay. No, or, that's that's a lot simpler to execute. So I can I can see, I can see the argument. But I don't want to, like, uh, say that we can't do something that that actually adjusts adjusts the space, as it were. It would be cool to have something like that. It's, it's just, yeah, like, can we make it tactically valuable enough for somebody to want to do it? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's worth... I mean, there's there's so many things I was thinking of that you could do with that. But again, you know, we don't have the time to really get into it. But I was thinking, like, if, for example, you were really good at harvesting uh, a peace lily that meant that you had more green tokens than your opponent, then could you put a modification on a plant that you really value that makes it more dangerous? So that, you know, you have better odds of not getting harmed by it, kind of thing. Hmm. That's what I was just thinking about as well. Like, in terms of what, what could be the tactical value, it's very much if if what we're making is has some kind of engine building element, which in theory it does well then the tactic tactics are are like okay like sabotage somebody else's plant that you know is important for their engine or like um buff one of your own plants that you know you want to use a lot yeah um yeah because that's what this basically is right like it's an engine building thing where the end goal is completing your your potion spell book or that's what we think the end goal is so you need 
we would need to be able to design in little loops and systems that mean like, oh, if you're good at harvesting this, then it increases this. Or, you know, um, if you can block your opponent from harvesting this, then it's going to be an advantage to you. Uh, that, that's how it feels to me. Like, And I guess the potion spellbook would have to be kind of complex enough that it's not just a the goal isn't just like move to plant a harvest a move to plant b harvest b like yeah i think that um for me it it would make it both sort of simpler but also more tactically interesting if the um things which you harvest from plants that that give you um you know some kind of additional benefit are the same things which are ingredients for your potions yes right? like, so that you have to decide whether you take the benefit or just focus on filling up the potions yeah i guess the potion spell book could kind of have a like it could potentially have a sort of like potion grade one two and three thing so that um you know you could like do better and better versions of them for a better win condition at the end but that requires a lot more of the resource or something like that it's basically that the potions will need to the potion spellbook would need to require like a high volume of a high enough volume of resources that you couldn't just do it by like slowly moving around the board and collecting using the push your luck mechanic you'd have to like start building some engines and putting some power cards into play and stuff for it to work yeah i mean i guess we can also work out like it could be that one of the things in the push your luck mechanic one of the risks is not is not just like losing what you've drawn but potentially some kind of active harm to you like um even just like I don't know. Like you have three lives, and if you draw the bad token three times, you you're out. Okay, mm. maybe, maybe not that, but you see what I mean. Like yeah, no, I I totally see what you mean. What if um, what if the I mean, it definitely should be the case that some of the risk is to you. But what if there's also like a risk to the plant? Like mm. you could over, you know, to sort of in keeping with our like values as a game company that doesn't want to make a resource exploitation game. You know, maybe there is the risk of over-exploiting the plant and taking it out of the game completely and no one yeah. gets to use it. Ooh, so interesting. I think these could be things that potentially could, like the, um, you know, the harm to the plant token or the, like, lose a life token or something like that could be things that, like, get added throughout the course of the game, either as, as a result of, like, actions that you or another player take or or just as a like in round two add this to the back yeah, yeah i like both of those i was thinking of maybe like one of the power cards that we've talked about uh being called weed killer and it lets you add harm to the plant token to an opponent's draw bag mm. um so that yeah you can like put someone else's plants at risk because especially with the plants being a shared resource, you know, 
I feel like playing with the the push your luck is going to be particularly interesting. Like really trying to um, manipulate those probabilities. Um, yeah, that seems interesting to me. God damn it. I'm always so trepidatious at the beginning of a recording and then we get part way through and I'm like, damn, this game rules. Yeah, you've just got to trust in the process. Yeah. Um, and we've still got 20 minutes left. So obviously I don't think we're going to get too much further into like the sort of the design of the game. But I think we have some like big broad strokes ideas that feel really cool. Um, things that I are left to do that I would like us to do um, think a bit more about like the branding and design um, mm. and I, I would like to do a little bit more of a, a deep dive into what you could do with the push your luck bag so everyone has their own and, yeah, and say you start with like four green tokens and a black token and the black token is is just like stop drawing stop yeah it's like the the plant you know snaps at you or growls at you or something and it's like okay enough of that buddy mm -hmm. so what are things that we've already discussed the possibility of adding more green tokens to your bag to increase the possibility of your uh drawing more resources uh, I quite like the idea of being able to add a token that's like particularly bad that means that you stop drawing and also lose everything that you pulled. Yeah. But I agree that that shouldn't be in the bag at the start. That should either be something like a curse that you can put on another player or it should be something that like happens in the sort of natural course of the game. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the there's the, like weed killer idea wherein um, you know a plant is either killed or like um, flipped over and can't be used for three rounds or something. Yeah, it's it's mad at you. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I you know so yeah, harm to the plant token I think is a good a good addition because it I think that helps with this game in relation to our values as well, you know, to to try and think about living in harmony with nature. Mm -hmm. um, what else could happen? Maybe there's like a token that it's really lucky to draw, like a token that doubles the resources you get if you draw it. So like you have to draw, but you get twice as much or something. Like, like, yeah. a, like a golden one, I guess. I think, yeah. And it, it's it would be good to separate out, like, um, we maybe don't want to have too many different kinds of, kinds of tokens just because, like... Yeah, you don't want... It's too detailed, like, too too itty-bitty. It's too itty-bitty for, for, like, a drawbag situation, yeah. I feel. Like, I think feel like having three or four is quite nice. Yeah. Um, and then the, like, other, other sort of additional powers and stuff could be on the cards. Yeah. And the, yeah, those could be things like, um, yeah, once per turn harvest one extra, or um, yeah, it could let you manipulate an opponent's draw bag. It could, uh, 
let maybe let you revive a plant that's been uh, exploited. Yeah. Um, and actually, because hmm. we, we, we were talking about the um, uh, the like when you harvest from a plant, the thing that you harvest has some kind of benefit. So maybe what I'm imagining is that say there are like five different kinds of plants in the game. Mm. Um, you're like Card River of Powers could be uh there's there's always five cards face up one for each plant type or one for each like sap you know one yeah. for each like resource or whatever that you're yeah. you're gathering and maybe each card just has a cost in that harvested resource that you like spend in order to gain that yeah and it has a specific power and the powers but for each kind of plant are always kind of similar, but just might have different magnitudes, right? Like one might give you one extra movement per turn and one might give you two extra movement per turn. Yeah, totally. I was just thinking that one of them would maybe be like a kind of sap that you could trade for another kind. So its power card in the river would always be like, uh, you know, spend five on this card to get five of another kind of resource. Okay, yeah. Because that could be really good for, um, you know, like, if you're having trouble generating one kind of resource for for your goals. Um, and yeah, I think there should be, like, yeah, some of them should offer, like, ongoing bonuses, like, this kind of plant always does, you know, maybe al always pr overproduces for you or something, you know. Yeah. Um, so that because I'm seeing it as being like you're going to want to generate eventually generate quite large numbers of resources which I guess comes from impre increasing your movement as well like yeah. you know because at the start you're only going to be able to ever your best draw would be four in one turn so you want to be able to like move and get more move and get more um yeah so maybe the the really bad token could also stop your turn dead yeah that's i'm i'm i've slightly got questions about whether you can harvest more than one plant per turn because i suppose because like how do we limit that because if it's you you can just move and harvest as many as like is only limited by the movement you have then movement is then very important right yeah well what if yeah but, but i mean and I... also i feel like it could make turns slightly long because you're doing the whole drawback thing like... yeah that's that's true what if the drawback like what if you have like a continuous drawback kind of thing so like if you want to move and draw more then you have to stop before you hit the black token and try again at okay. another plant. Yeah, so you can you can harvest as many times as you like on your turn, but like you, you are limited by just the number of tokens that is in your bag and the like probabilities. Yeah, so generating more green tokens for your draw bag is like going to be a priority for most people, I suppose. Yeah. Or yeah. You, or you could try and play fast and loose and do it a different way. 
but like you know i i feel like this is a game that will have enough tactical possibilities and enough wrinkles that it'll be possible to generate by having different power cards and different kinds of plant and stuff like i don't i think it would be possible to make this into a game where there was multiple strategies for playing it but i don't think yeah. it's going to be possible to come up with that in the last 14 minutes no <laughs> um, but yeah do we want a name yeah i really want a name do you have any thoughts i think we're definitely safely back in pun territory here yeah i probably are um... Hmm. Um. I mean, I. Seen and herb. <laughs> S S C E N E. And H E R B. Uh, it's good, but yeah. I think we can do better. I yeah. mean, it needs to be like scary party. Yeah. Like. Yeah, this isn't a pun, but you know, like horror herb garden or something like that. Like, um. Yeah, I, yeah, that's not bad. I like that. Yeah, I want like what are some, what are some gardening words? <laughs> I mean, maybe something like, maybe something about allotment, or maybe something with till, because of like, till. you know, tilling, and also because of um, drawback probabilities. <laughs> <laughs> It's a it's a deep cut. Yeah. Um. What about like green fingers, or something? yeah. Uh, That's quite nice because you're witches and stuff. Yeah, so it's kind of spooky. It's got that kind of angle to it. Um. Maybe it could be the name of like the the place you know, like Stardew Valley, but it has a more spooky vibe, mm. like green finger hollow yeah i like that like um yeah like green yeah green finger hollow i quite like or a uh, green finger veil or dale or something hmm. yeah um i quite i quite like that um and it, we've talked quite a lot about the sort of um graphical potential of this game obviously it's got tons of components which i like hmm. So, uh, so what are some of the some of the components we're thinking about is like tiles with plants on them, um, which we imagine being this kind of like painterly but cartoony style. And I'm definitely seeing those being very like creative in their design. I imagine you know lots of people have done like carnivorous plants. Or sort of scary plants. We've mentioned Little Shop of Horrors, and then there's you know piranha plants from Mario, and there's lots and lots of examples from Plants vs Zombies, and all of those things are done really well. But I think it, we'd want to take it in like a more realist, realistic in air quotes direction, I guess. Um, uh, yeah, I think yeah, I can definitely imagine like you know. You didn't end up playing Monster Train, did you? No. Did you ever watch Alistair play it? Yeah. Um, so do you see the, the Wildwood characters from that? Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. So they're like painterly but cartoony. 
uh, a little cartoony and you know they have like a lot of vines and thorns they're very because you enabled the goggle eye you better believe uh, i enabled the googly eyes <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i played a lot of hours of that game and it was googly eyes the entire time um, yeah so yeah things like that then we've also got i really want the player the player markers to be like really beautiful miniatures that have like the same kind of I guess a more cartoony aesthetic than the tiles but you know like four very distinctive looking uh, beings yeah so we have very pretty meeples that are like lovely printed witch icons yeah well I was at I mean, I was actually imagining not just meeples with screen printing, which has been very effectively done in games like Root. I was imagining full miniatures, like 3D printed. Uh, that would be very lovely. Uh, I mean, um, so a game that I have played recently and really enjoyed, even though it's, you know, on the simple side for a hobbyist board game, but is uh, the Universal Monsters Horrified game, which is, uh, yeah, based on the sort of 1930s through 1950s universal horror monster movies with the creature from the black lagoon and the invisible man and frankenstein and his bride and that comes is with... that the game that's just called horrified it's just called horrified yeah yeah it's a big uh one at the board game cafe that i have not had a chance to play i but... honestly if i was going to recommend it to if i was going to recommend a game for people who are relatively new to gaming it's um i'd say it's quite a good shout like it's relatively simple but it you it has the potential for like more uh depth if you want to but the thing that i like about it is the the art direction is absolutely really really gorgeous and it comes with 3d printed miniatures they're not painted or anything they're solid color but they're nice they're really nicely made and it um it makes the whole thing feel like more of an experience so oh cool who have you been playing all these games with, Jay? I've been playing with Andy. Oh, right. Yeah. So is this a game that you've got? It is a game that I've got, yeah. Nice, okay. Um, you should bring it with you when we can play. I will. Um, I haven't played it with more than two people, so that should be fun. So yeah, that was yeah. kind of... Um, that was what I was imagining, like pieces that just feel really, really special. Uh, mm. And then, yeah, cards with like nice consistent design like the cards are going to have to have like words and symbols on them but your idea of each type of card relating to a type of plant makes me think that we could do you know nice things to to give them consistent design across the five different styles so that yeah. one of them's always got thorns on it and one of them's always got uh petals on it or whatever yeah and I was sort of imagining there being, like, a space on the card that has, like, um, you know, like, you would have a space for a die where a die needs to be placed. Yeah. But instead it's just, like, there's, okay, well, there's three bean-shaped things here. That means I need, I need to, like, place three beans in order to use this card. Yeah, I, no, totally. Uh, I guess I was sort of, yeah. I th that makes sense. Alternatively, it could be one bean with a number three inside it. But yes, yeah, basically having a socket to show its mm. its purchase price. 
Yeah, I'm on board with that. And I think they should also have, like, there should be five colours. Um, yeah, yeah. We've got, like, spooky pumpkins and spooky, like, purple brambles. Yeah, and, you know, like, bright green cactusy things, a white peace lily, you know, things like that. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Um, the, that it's basically a game, like like everything that we come up with, it's got, like, a strong colour story, um, real sort of deep sense of design that sort of permeates everything about it, uh, but unlike other games that we've designed, this one is complicated um, <laughs> and has a lot of components. Um, I'm kind of and I would probably sulk after playing it the first time. <laughs> oh yeah, I would. Be, I uh, we have definitely designed a game that I would straight up and down be very bad at. This <laughs> is uh, this is the secret of me hating strategic games and euro games, is I would like them if I was good at them, but I'm not. <laughs> Oh yeah, so strong relate. <laughs> so you know, this is basically we. I've just put like a fancy outfit on a kind of game that any of my board gaming friends would absolutely thrash me at, and it would be so annoying. Ah, <laughs> uh, but it would be a fun game to play, though, right? Yeah, definitely. Like that's where a lot of my board game gripes come in. Is like. If I'm going to lose, I would like it to have good art and a nice story that I can enjoy while I'm being thrashed. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got basically just under five minutes left. Did we settle on uh, Green Greenfinger Hollow? I'm not sure about, like, yeah. it's close, but it's not, it's not exactly it. I don't know if I preferred just Green Fingers. Yeah, I think Green Fingers is more... Um, it's more solid. There probably is like that three word title that, that would sound great, but we haven't landed on it, so. Yeah. Um, and I mean, this would be like a big box game. This would be like, uh, you know, it would have. Uh, it would take up quite a lot of shelf space, and if you saw it in a store, it would probably catch your eye by being like large and visually appealing. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm definitely sorry. Like something I haven't talked about is how big we imagined the tiles would be. I was definitely imagining a game of this taking up like a reasonable amount of space, like the tiles being, yeah. like I don't know. There needs to be space on the tile for the art to do its thing. Is yeah, that's that's exactly how I feel. Um, so yeah, no, I'm not sure exactly how many tiles we'd have making up the grid i feel like it would be an odd numbered square so five by five or seven by seven something like that yeah but the the tiles themselves like seven or eight centimeters to have like a good amount of space for the art but then if yeah Obviously, if you're going for a seven by seven grid of seven centimeter squares, then you've <laughs> you've got yourself half a <laughs> half a meter of game, baby. Um, so, uh, I'm I'm looking at a half meter square thing right now for reference, and it large. <laughs> yeah, that would be big. So maybe, uh, yeah, maybe a five by five. I think that would prevent it from being too complicated as well. Mm-hmm. 
Um, how do we feel about this? I definitely am, um, really like it. A lot of the ideas within this. Um, yeah. A lot of the theming is really fun. A lot of the mechanics, like the draw bag and everything. Yeah, the draw bag is definitely my favourite part of the whole thing. That's the, th that's the thing that I feel like stops it being just a resource game. Like, yeah. it's got a lot of elements of things that I don't really care about in games or don't really often go for, but I feel like it feels like a more fun version of those. And the thing that makes it that is that there's that element of risk that means that you could you could get unlucky or you could just, yeah, push your luck too far. That it's sort of... Um, a resource exploitation game that has a little bit of a baked in message about resource exploitation sure. um but yeah. that th but that isn't preachy about it right that just has this sense of like you know there's only so much you can take yeah um and that's not decided by like a rondel or a dice or whatever it's decided by a bit by luck a bit by your own greed and then also by how well you've nurtured your plants right like that it's possible to care for your plants well enough that you get better at getting resources from them yeah so it, yeah. it's like a positive take on the genre mm -hmm. and it's all spooky and i think we made our like themes gel really nicely yeah so with that we've pretty much out of out of time so, Miriam, uh, happy holidays. Happy holidays. Can't wait to see you for the Xmas season. I am very much looking forward to seeing you over the Winterval. And uh, until next year, caca! Caca! <laughs>